0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You're listening to the Wild 7 Podcast Network. Listen different. When when I grow up, I'm gonna be a superhero and I'm gonna help the police force so they can help the people better. And who are you today? I'm a marketing research consultant for a research marketing consultation company. When, When I grow up, I'm gonna my own organic farm and I'm going to protect the animals and help feed the world. And who are you today? I'm an office administrative regional technician account executive for a non-profit profit-making corporation. I'm going to go to the moon. And where are you going today? I'm going to go get high. Well, you can't blame them, can you? There's a simple reason why they can't be what they wanted to be money. I have all of it, and they don't have enough of it, and neither will you. That's it. No product, no plug. Just a reminder that you're all under my command. <laughs> Ha 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 In the Woods of Alex Rogers. Episode 48 I Make Mistakes Loudly. Wait a minute. This isn't a way to the show. This is just a parking lot. I guess we'll have to make our own show here. Put up a tent! Sell some tickets? We're gonna make a circus. Welcome back, my funny, philosophical, ferocious friends. This is Alex Rogers, recording and reporting from a timeless zone in which your listening is the now. it. Oh, yes. Well, please have yourself a seat. Oh, not there. That's where the ghost sits. Thank you. Why don't you just lean against some wall? Not there. That's where the other ghost leans. Oh, hell, this whole house is occupied. You're going to have to just get up on the roof. Not that roof. That's where the dragon perches. How are y'all doing today, my friends? Or tonight, or whatever time it is, because the time is now, at all times. And you know, I say that every damn time, and I'm still a student of this concept. In fact, I, I'm, I'm starting for the first time in my life because I'm someone who is constantly holding on to the past in fact, God, the the the, the past you know how they say uh, hindsight is twenty twenty? My hindsight is twenty twenty HD. And I'm afraid I um I see some past events too vividly and I can fixate upon them. So I'm definitely a fan of this whole keeping it in the now sphere. Well, let's see, my friends. First and foremost, I have to just talk about I am thoroughly impressed and perplexed by the show Raised by Wolves. I talked to you all about this a little while ago. And um, boy, what an impressive program. You know, it, it, I, I explained to you before that it's essentially what happens when humans relocate to an, a foreign planet far outside of Earth's solar system. And now you have to kind of do everything... Uh, from scratch, and you have to figure out what you're going to do to form a society, to survive, and on top of that, you have android parents, and on top of that, there are religious and scientific ideologies that are ebbing and flowing and creating the reality around you. And season one was pretty um, surreal, and at times confusing, Season two was utterly batshit motherfucking crazy. (laughs) Literally in every episode, there were three new bizarre ideas thrown into the mix. Sometimes the idea would completely contradict the previous idea. Sometimes the new direction would just utterly... You get the feeling that the writers were like, are we going to do anything with that uh, little theme that we were playing with earlier? Nah, we already have four new utterly confusing things happening. Let's see if we can make those more confusing. And I love it. You all know that I love some confusing. Now here, you know, what's funny is the two HBO shows that I can point to right now, where one is utterly confusing, and I love it. And the other one got confusing, and it frustrated me. The one that frustrated me was Westworld. In my opinion, that should have been a one season creation. And I wish they did this more often. In fact, the only thing I've seen Bravely do this, also in HBO, was when they did that uh, limited series of Watchmen. And you knew it was limited because every major character is a movie star. And so, you know, when movie stars deck the cast, you either need to really match their paycheck, or you're only getting them for one season. But... It didn't need to be more than one season, that Watchmen series. It was a perfect nine-episode run. It was excellent. I've seen it twice now, the whole run. Terrific. And Westworld was a pretty much flawless season one. And it had so many good ideas. Each episode made you guess more and more, and then it had a twist for the ages right there towards the end of that season one run. Season two was so dense and confusing and it's this it's a type of confusion that that i don't like which is it actually is supposed to make sense but the actual content of the plot is so complex and convoluted that the thing that's supposed to make sense now no longer makes sense because you're being way too heady and detailed and nuanced with what the characters are doing i don't like that because i feel like Something that could normally be explained better is not being explained well, and now I'm getting confused over things that otherwise are pretty explainable. Whereas, when you're in something made by David Lynch, or in this series, Raised by Wolves, you find yourself in these situations where you're like, oh, well, I don't know what's happening, but I can tell that everything is sort of wrapped in this allegorical mystery that it's not supposed to make total sense. Kind of like your old scriptures. You know how lots of old scripture, some Old Testament stuff, there's a lot of psycho magic happening. Things just spring out of the ground. Things just come out of the sky. Things are half monster. Half- You know, there's lots of monsters also in Old Testament Bible. I don't know if y'all remember that, but there are there's some, you know, there's some good. Like, you know, monster, slaying, big, big stuff going on back in the day. That's that's the lamest write-up. What's the Old Testament? It's big, monster, big stuff, guys. It's really big stuff. (laughs) Hey, that's a better selling point than, it explains why all of us are fucked from the beginning, because our ancient grandmother took the first bite of the fruit. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Well, speaking of trees and serpents, my goodness, there's there's definitely a Genesis, like a twisted Genesis theme happening, especially in season two of Raised by Wolves. But all of this is to, is to say that there uh, there's a part of me that wonders if even the writers know what's going on. And sometimes that can be annoying, and other times it's just very funny and amusing. And w- what can I say, folks? I love... The show Raised by Wolves. <clears throat> now, is it has it remained completely perfect since when I first started watching it? Yeah, it's had a few issues, even for me. However, it's so boldly original that I truly take my cap off to it. Because I've been frustrated by the fact that, like, now... You used to go to the movies to see what TV can't do, and then the movies utterly gave up on everything. And I know this is where someone says, it's not that they gave up, it's 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 hard to keep it financially feasible and unless you do blah, 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 blah. Basically now, movies have to do tried and true, and not just tried, invert some of those letters, and you'll get the word tired, it's a tried and tired formula where everything now is a soft reboot. Um, and anything that they hope to be marketable to keep a movie theater running kind of needs to be something we already know. So I really commend TV these days for pushing the boundaries of what the mind can handle. And I gotta say, you know, it's so fun. I, I have a, um, one of my bosses at work He said he's a big sci-fi head. I'm like, okay, well, let me lay this one on you. Raised by wolves. You should check it out. He comes to me the next day. (laughs) My wife and I are watching this show. We're only two episodes in. What the hell did you get us involved with here? (laughs) It is a weird one, for sure. There's there's, there's no denying that. But if you all know one thing about me, I love me some glorious weird and it does make sense on a kind of image again it's it's allegory folks which as far as i understand the meaning of that word is you're looking at thematic old school tropes at play and one thing i kind of like about you know old scripture and old myth is that there are these just strange things that you can't explain You know, for example, someone turned into a tree in this episode. Someone literally got morphed into a tree that was destined to be consumed by a floating giant cybernetic serpent. Yeah, you you think I'm just coming up with that right as I say it. No, 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 this is a very important plot point to Raised by (laughs) Wolves. However as much as that sounds weird doesn't that sound like some kind of process that you would find in old mythology and old scripture that you know someone must undergo a metamorphosis and be consumed or consume something else and then become the next form and and it's not just monster transformation it's also perhaps representing a sea change of the culture a generational shift in the timeline of this group of people. Well, anyway, I I really once again recommend to you all, especially if you enjoy sci-fi and you don't want, like, safe sci-fi, and I guess what I mean by safe sci-fi is something that happens on everyday earth and everyone's cool with their little gadgets and they still have Pizza Hut and Coca-Cola to rely on no matter how weird things get. No, 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 no. Go go to, um, I think it's called Kepler twenty two or somewhere Kepler twenty two b. I forget what they call it, but it, it's you know go to that planet on Raised by Wolves, and really displace yourself from a world that you know, while nevertheless running into the everyday problems that we face here. Anyway, I love it. I it's so weird now that I'm so afraid it's not going to get renewed for season three. <laughs> I'm really worried that just the 2 coworkers who who geek out with me over the show and I, that we're the only people watching this, I'm really afraid of that. (laughs) But we will see. We shall see. Now let's see, what else, my dear friends? Well, I'll tell you this much. In one sec, we're going to just take a little sip of water here. I was considering stopping the recording, but you know what? This is a very real part in life. You yak away like this, you're going to get some uh, dry throat action here. So we got to keep this lubricated. Momentito, amiguito. Oh, love me some dihydrogen. Oh boy, try that again. I love me some dihydrogen monoxide. There you go. Um, That's the extent of my knowledge of chemistry. Well, speaking of knowledge, my friends, it's always important. Well, I don't know if it's always important. I know for me, I like to keep my studies going and to learn interesting new things as I go along. And pardon this siren... We got, I know, sometimes I say, sorry for the noise, folks, and you don't hear the noise I'm talking about. I'm pretty damn sure you're hearing this siren behind me, because who can't? And that, there you go. Well, you know, this is just what comes with being here in downtown, shut the fuck up! No, you shut the fuck up! Los Angeles. Yeah, go get it. Go get it. Oh, boy. And then that upset some car, and now we have a car alarm here. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. If it ain't one thing, it's everything. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Okay, well, now that that's done, for now, uh, yes, education, learning new things, challenging the self to keep up a new practice. Now, folks, I'm now 38, and I've been 38 for a couple months now, so we are looking at 40 in less than two years. And I'm not freaking out about it, In fact, I'd like to say that the last time I freaked out about age was when I made that transition from 29 into 30. Which is anyone who knows anything about aging will tell you that it's laughable for anybody to be panicking about the shift from 29 to 30. Oh no, you're going to go from young to young. Mm. And of course... Anyone who is in their 60s, 70s, and 80s and above right now would tell me that turning 40 is just ever so young. So, you know, there's a to a 19-year-old, I'm fucking past it. But to uh, some of the older, wiser folk out there, I'm still all right. All the same, it's around this time, and I'm just speaking for us boys, where I notice if we stop moving our bodies... And if we stop working on our minds, this is around the time where really sedentary bad habits start to solidify and are harder to turn around. And this is about the time where I could just give up on my body and just commit to a terrible diet and not get exercise and just kind of be another just walking excess of baggage, shall we say, of a human being. And that is not something I want to do. And it's hard sometimes to find what will work for you in terms of like a physical conditioning, something that you can rely on that you can do to keep the sweat going Um, because I, I do know one thing I know for me, like I walk a lot, that's good, but just, and again, I want to make it very clear here, folks. I'm, I'm only speaking for myself and how I've noticed in my body that if I go through a whole week of just not moving, I, you will start to see the flab forming on me. And, I used to be that guy who could eat a double-decker cheeseburger, and then I'd walk across the room and burn off all the calories just by doing that. And um, it's just a matter of age. It's also where if you're not working out around this time, your body just starts to hurt. You get that joint inflammation pain. And the next thing you know, when you try to bend over, you can't because you got a lot of skin in the way. And just, yeah. I'm noticing that it's important for me to now keep up a very disciplined physical practice to keep up that sweat, to keep all the pounds off of a body that I think with age and with time just kind of naturally does just collect those pounds. So anything to kind of keep those at bay. But also, and I'm always the last to remember this, It's so good for me mentally To be doing something Physically demanding A couple times a week It kind of Relocates and Reallocates my Aggression Um, You know I talked to you all last time About some of that road rage And I will say Boy when you're done with a workout And you're leaving the building Just sweating And like You kind of got your yaya's out, so to speak, man, you kind of let the world rage for you. It's pretty nice. Now, what kind of physical conditioning are we talking about here, Alex? Well, I'm finally going to share something with you all. I've been doing this for a little while now, and I've gone in and out of my focus in it, but now I'm back to being completely focused on the practice. So it's a good time to talk about it. Now, I what I've described so far sounds like a gym experience. I'm Me personally, I'm not into the whole gym thing, at least not right now. I need to have that proper friend who really is dedicated to it and gets me in on his membership or whatever and just, you know, and we really make a practice out of it, but... I gotta say, the idea of going to a place where there's this sort of, like, equipment that you just kind of go through the rounds on, even though I I know it, I know that's gotta be great, and I bet I need to start doing some weightlifting before too long, because I have also heard, I've heard, that we men, as we get older, you gotta keep up some weightlifting and some weight-resistant training, lest everything atrophy or get flabby and all that. So, I'm not shutting out a gym gym entirely, it just doesn't interest me right now, but... Oh, and and also, I I do have an extensive yoga background. I have not admitted, I've been a bad yoga student over the last few years, but especially in my mid-20s through my early 30s, I was all about yoga. I was doing it a lot. And we're not talking about sitting in a cross-legged position and just going, um, hum, ho, hum, namaste. No, 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 no. We're talking about sweating your balls off as you twist your body in all kinds of contorted positions as your muscles are shaking and you're still holding the position yoga. And that is really good stuff. And it is great for sort of a one-on, not even one-on-one, a one-on-self practice. But then I realized there's a little part of me that wants to get a little aggressive But constructively so, not doing something dumb that just only further aggravates that toxicity that many of us men feel. But a place in which you can kind of realize that if you're only aggressive, you ain't going to be doing anything in this world. And what am I ultimately talking about here? My friends, I am talking about martial arts. I've always been interested in martial arts. As a child, I took Japanese jujitsu for a little bit. And I actually, for a 9-slash-10-year-old, I got a little bit... into. I mean, I got far enough in it. I got my orange belt, which is like a good three full-color degrees up on the chain there. And that, that was pretty good. But mind you, the last time I ever practiced that, I was about 11 or 12 years old. So out goes that training. And then when I was, the su- the summer um, of being 15 years old, between ninth and 10th grade, I took a karate class. And you know, it wasn't just a karate class. On Fridays, I would take a weapons training class, and I got really good at the nunchaku, or the nunchucks, as we say, uh, especially we Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fans. And I found like a zen practice in Chambering, as they call it, that's when you're like twirling those nunchucks on each side and letting it kind of flip around your wrist with the rope part and all that. It's called chambering, <clears throat> and I would chamber a lot. And it was, it's great. I, as I understand it, they were probably illegal then, but I think I think those are technically like dangerous weapons, and if you have them, you'll get in a lot of trouble. But anyway, at some point before I'm dead, I would love to take another like nunchaku weapons training course. But I only did that for about a summer. And for better or worse, acting took over my life. And for better or worse, that theater training became my movement. And admittedly, the group that I was a part of in my formative theater training years was almost more dance theater than it was theater theater, because it was a lot of movement. So I do have a foundation in kind of presentational movement, but it never got into the arena of, like, competitive martial arts, which, admittedly, that's not in the same arena as theater, but I'm really understanding, too, how when you get into something that is very competitive and very difficult... It can teach you a lot about yourself and other people. All right, Alex, get to it. What martial art are you talking about now? What are you doing now? Well, my friends, I am taking currently classes in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, BJJ, or BJJ, if we want to get naughty about it. And I'm still finding out what this martial art is all about. It it is kind of it's 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 all, it's been around. The, the thing that's fascinating about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is that Jiu-Jitsu itself is a Japanese form of martial art and cur- people are going to probably jump all over this if I'm wrong, but I th- believe it is the evolution after judo. It's the idea that you use your opponent's strengths and weaknesses against them by, min- by manipulating the space. It's a lot of rolling around on the ground. It's a lot of tumbling and, and grappling, especially in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which I believe, you know, these Japanese practitioners, they went to Brazil, and it wasn't just random Brazilians. I, I, it was a family, the Gracie family, and these two brothers, Helio and Carlson, and they were the original practitioners, where they actually found this form of jujitsu, where you can use body leverage, as in like whether you're physically stronger or weaker than the other person, you can still roll with them. And when we say roll, we literally mean like rolling around on the ground, but also like sparring, because in this, in uh, from what I can understand, in this martial art, there are ways that you can. Dominate your opponent by simply knowing the correct placement of your hands and feet and using their and your momentum and the momentum of the moment to do a lot where we might even see two people in comparison and think, well, there's no way this other person who's shorter and skinnier could dominate this person. Nah, but you might be able to if you know what you're doing in a martial art. Brazilian jiu-jitsu is not a martial art that we've seen in movies or TV shows. There are, we, we're not throwing kicks and we're not throwing punches. It is not a striking form of fighting. From what I understand, and it does make sense, You know, in the movies, <laughs> you see two people fighting and they rarely fall to the ground. And it's, they're just throwing punches and kicks and they're obviously taking way more than the average human body can handle. And I, I get it, it's a movie, we gotta make it look cool. But in real life, as I understand it, you get into an actual scrap with someone, chances are that fight's going down to the ground. Well, now what do you do now that everyone's balance is completely off? What do you do if someone heavier and bigger than you jumps on top of you? Now you're on your back on the ground with a heavy person on top of you. Well, luckily, that's pretty much what we're always training through in in jujitsu, how you can get out of things, how you can get into things, and how you can kind of keep it on the floor. Um, which really is probably one of the safer places, because, you know, if you're already there, you don't have to worry about falling down and cracking your head open, for example. But folks, this is a demanding sport. And I, you know, there's words we use every day that I think can be very dissuading, like, it's a hard martial art. It's Really tough. It is demanding. Well, this, yeah, these are strong words and it is that, but it's kind of amazing. I, I'm really digging it. And folks, I've been doing it. I, okay, we, I'm recording this in March of 2022. And I started taking this in August of 2021. Now, I wish I could tell you all that I have been consistently training since then. I might actually really have something worthwhile to talk about today, had I been doing that. Unfortunately, <laughs> I got a little bit, um, you know, it's, it's, a tough, it's a tough martial art. And in the beginning, my body was really sore getting into it. And you know, folks, it can get very uncomfortable. Like, a lot of this is about submission holds and and choking. Yes, choking. It sounds awful, but, like, there are ways to choke your opponent. That almost sounds illegal, but nope, you can do that in this sport. There's a lot of grabbing of your clothes. You know, when you wear a gi, the the martial art uniform, you all know what that looks like. Well, in jiu-jitsu, in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, so much of it is grabbing the other person's sleeve or their pant leg or the, or the um, lapel of their, of their gi, you know, the top coat part. And lo- you can use the other person's clothing as manipulation. I-, I rolled with a guy the other day. Again, when we say rolling, it means that we're sparring, practicing, you know, one-on-one. But it also literally looks like it- it's two people rolling around on-, on the mat. He just untucked my coat from my belt. He just pulled it right out. And yeah, that's a move you can do. For one thing, it's fucking annoying because now you've messed up my uniform. So that's good. He's getting in my head there. But he can then use that very part of my coat and just completely wrap it around me. He can fucking help pin me down with that. He can fuck up my world just by doing that. It's a really interesting fighting form. And it makes you sweat, people. I mean, just the warm-ups, the warm-ups I'm still learning how to get through without being winded completely. You're running around in a circle. You do forward rolls and backward rolls. You do um, a little something called shrimping, which you actually kind of look like a shrimp just kind of bobbing around in the water. But essentially, that's escaping a situation by throwing your hips in one direction And you're on the ground when you're doing that, so you almost kind of look like you're a worm or a shrimp, just kind of, you know, hip escaping as you go. There's a lot of drills in the beginning that already leave me completely winded and sweaty. And now it's time to actually learn technique. And then after we learn some technique, now it's time to put it to the practice and to roll with a partner who most likely will be better than you. Because if there's one thing I've been learning in jiu-jitsu, it's all about time spent on the mat. And if you have spent 10 years on the mat, and I've just spent 10 minutes, you're going to kick my ass. I mean, that's a, that's an extreme example. But you know how it, it also means if I've taken five classes and you've taken no classes, my limited knowledge with five classes, I'll still beat you. If we get into that jujitsu jitsu mat, and you've never had jujitsu jitsu training, and I've had five classes, I have the advantage. That, that really, it's very simple in the fact that just the more you do it, the more you know what you're doing. I guess like any practice, really. But I'm going through something right now, folks, which is something that every new student has. It, I'm in the new student situation. Most of the people around me, they've been doing this just longer enough to where they're not sticking out like sore thumbs when they fuck up. And I'm afraid, my friends, I'm a guy who fucks up loudly. And boy, I had a really embarrassing situation yesterday. I, and, you know, I'm, I'm that guy where, like, when I'm doing the movements, if I'm off, in theory, I really do want direction. But it's funny how I still have this part of me that when I get direction in the moment, I get embarrassed. Because it's off in front of other people, too. So now I'm doing something wrong. The other students can see it. And now the teacher is pointing it out. And I like my teacher. He's also very tough, like as I I kind of want, I want in a martial art to have a tough teacher. He's not mean or anything, but he definitely will let you know you're doing something wrong when you do it. And quite frankly, I like that. In theory, in the moment, I can be a little like, oh no, not me, I don't want to be the one who's wrong. And yesterday, boy, I had a really embarrassing thing. I mean, just, it can get frustrating because people are good at this in my class. And, you know, I'm, I'm a squeaky clean white belt, and, and there's, there's the world of jiu-jitsu only has a few colors, and each color belt is very, very hard to get to. Or, again, I don't like you, not hard, but it asks, it asks and requires much of the practitioner. That's a better way to say it. It goes white, blue, purple, brown, black. And I think there might be a few, like, you know, stripes between each of those main colors. But, you know, folks, if I'm rolling with a blue belt, I mean, that's that's tough. Hell, right now, if I roll with a white belt who has more training up on me, I was training with a white belt the other day. He's just been doing this longer, and he smoked my ass. Now, yesterday, I'm rolling with a brown belt. And he's great. I actually really like this brown belt. He 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 gives me some really good pointers. For example, I'm I'm constantly clenching my breath, and you can imagine how you might do that. You're deep on the ground. You're rolling around with some other person, and then you're grabbing them, and everything in you wants to. You want to just. Well, how how well am I breathing with all that gritting going down? Know what I mean? Like how 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 great am I actually doing right here? Not not particularly. So. I had a really embarrassing moment yesterday where I got frustrated because you get gassed out after a while, which means that you're now just, your muscles are spent. Your breath is fucking labored. Your eyes are drowning with sweat and you can't just like, it seems impossible to make the next move. And meanwhile, you got a dude on top of you who's also sweating on you and his body weight is driving you into the earth. And then he starts to put a chokehold on me. And out of nowhere, out of me comes this like guttural primordial scream. And I wish I could tell you all that it sounded also kind of macho and kind of like, yeah, that's like the sound of primordial men. No, I was a bitch. (laughs) I was like, it came out really just. Oh, God, folks. And this is in front of guys and girls. And yes, you can imagine how lovely the ladies are. The, the, something that makes a, an attractive woman even more attractive is when you know that she can also handle herself in a fight. That's just attractive as all hell. And there's these lovely ladies in class. They've also been doing it longer than I, so they can smoke my ass any fucking time. And here I am in front of everyone going, Aah! the professor and that's what we i believe it's not a sensei that's that's karate and other forms of of japanese and then if it were a chinese martial art i believe it's uh shifu or sifu i don't know how to pronounce it but as i understand it uh the the, the teacher in jiu-jitsu is often called a professor. And I like that. I kind of like how we put a little sort of like an academic intellectual spin on something that is not so academic and not so intellectual at the end of the day. But the professor, he, he comes right up and he's like, Alex, my man, don't ever do that again. If you make that noise, if you scream, you automatically get disqualified. Oh, shit. And I'm am super embarrassed as I'm hearing this because I felt like I did get disqualified that I really was in a match, but you know, I it it it, it 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 it's very embarrassing in that moment when you're a six foot three grown ass man who has some silver coming into his beard and you're there going. Ugh! <laughs> And you know, and I get it too. Actually I get why that would disqualify you, because you're essentially tapping out when you make a noise like that. And it's it's not comfortable for anyone at any point. I mean, it's 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 weird. I i I sound like I'm in another sadomasochist situation here where I'm just like, oh, it's brutal, you're sweating, you're hurting, you're embarrassed, it's demanding, and I can't get enough of it. <laughs> it's so but I, I, I felt very defeated, and, and yesterday wasn't just that, also the techniques we were doing. You know, I'm, I'm, I'll watch how it's done, but then I get into it, and I get confused, and then I don't know what my legs are doing, and then I get all pretzled up, and then I'm, and I'm all messed up. Then I don't, I have no idea what I'm doing, and so it's, it was just a very frustrating day, where I didn't feel like I had any gains and all I was doing was fucking up and fucking up loudly. Folks, I make mistakes loudly. But I make mistakes loudly so the rest of y'all can make them softly. (laughs) No, I mean, look, I just... I'm a loud person. I'm a big person. And I tend to do things loud and big. And I'm realizing... That also in jujitsu, more breath and less less um, vocal reactions to things is definitely important. But I will say this much, my friends. You know, I left very embarrassed. I had to hit a few errands afterwards, and I remember even as I was doing them, I I still had it in my mind. Fuck! I had I screamed in front of everyone. Oh God, I'm such a bitch. Why the fuck? Oh, I feel so stupid. But luckily, this old wizard, this wise man by the river, in my mind, was just like, hey, buddy, in the next hour, I don't care when, but sometime in the next hour, I need you to laugh about this, because it is pretty fucking funny. Because right now, folks, I do feel like kind of a gawky, awkward, goofy I mean, I am I'm more I feel more comfortable cracking jokes in this class than actually, like, doing the work so far. I mean, I, I will, of course, do the work more often, but I, you know, when I come into a new situation, my comedian in me gets extra activated, and it's like, well, I, 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 I better make all these guys laugh because I don't want to be rejected. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued This isn't quite the environment where it's necessary to be that funny. Maybe, you know, when we're before and after, but during it, Jiu-Jitsu doesn't care how charming you are, how funny you are, how nice you are. It's it's really about the work on the mat. And it's a new language. It's a new language for the body, for the mind. And I, I'm i glad I I was able to tell you all about this today because... For some odd reason, I've been um, I've been stopping myself from talking about this, and I think it's because I had this um, I had this idea that I'm not allowed to talk about this subject until I have like a really good solid um, like not till I get my blue belt, and then I, and then I can tell them with a sense of accomplishment. Because I don't want to tell you guys anything unless I have a trophy to show for it. You might think I'm a total amateur otherwise. Well, luckily, and thanks to the illustrious Inca Rose, who I was talking to about this, she really recommended like, hey, hey, why don't you talk about this? Because it is fresh. And so many of us need to hear this because so many of us are beginners. And it is true. I mean, how many times do we see people going, Hi there, I'm a master at my craft, and so can you. It's like, well, what if we don't want to meet the master of the craft initially? What if, <laughs> hi guys, I, I take jujitsu, and I got nothing to show for it other than my white belt so far, and my limited two-move knowledge that I have right now. And I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm fucking up every time, and I get tapped out easily, I gas out easy, and I have yet to have one win on my side. You know, that is not sexy, it's not a good, it doesn't look flashy, but it is honest and it's where I am in the process right now. I really thought I was going to keep this like a secret for a year and then, and then let you all know when I finally get my, my first promotion, because then it means I really know what I'm doing. Well, I know that even when I get my blue belt, there's going to be millions of light years of training to do even after that so there is no there is no arrival at some trophy place to say now I can talk about this thing you know I'm glad I took the moment today to just be honest I'm doing something new I want to get good at it and right now I am a novice I am a neophyte I am a beginner extraordinaire And I stick out as one. And I'm getting thrown around like I'm made out of just a dummy material. Like I'm I'm fucking, I'm everyone's pretzel right now. I'm getting fucking served up on a platter every time I roll. That's me right now. But we will maybe see what happens as I keep on training and keep on learning. Well, my friends... That's what's going on here, and I look forward to telling you more about the BJJ Chronicles because I intend to keep on doing this, and I would love to keep on sharing with you all the frustrations and the progress that I am inevitably to encounter. So we'll talk again real soon about this and other things. In the mean in between, thank you for your time, thank you for your rhyme.